There were two more murders 15 miles well, away. Arrived, they found the telephone the and electricity lines weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Murder. Most criminals who end up in jail or prison all have a similar claim. Innocence. On September 6th, 2001, a deputy was found dead and a man was arrested for the crime. But this man and all of his family still claim that he is completely innocent. So, is he? So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. The rundown of the crime is simple. In September of 2001, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, a Hamilton County Sheriff's deputy named Donald Bond was found dead. He had been shot to death in the parking lot of a fruit stand. A man named Marlon Duane Kaiser was arrested and charged with first-degree murder. According to officials, Deputy Bond came up on Marlon attempting to light the stand on fire. He tried to stop him when Marlon ambushed the man and riddled him with bullets from a high-powered assault rifle. Marlon's roommate at the time, James Michael Chatton, testified that Marlon woke him up that same morning and bragged to him that he killed a police officer, even showing him the rifle and a piece of a bulletproof vest. A piece of Deputy Bond's vest was missing when his body was found, as well as his weapon. This was a key piece of evidence along with ballistics matching the bullet fragments removed from Bond's body, matching a shell casing from the assault rifle owned by Marlon Kaiser. In November of 2003, Marlon is sentenced to death for the crime, but files for an appeal in July of 2004, claiming he received ineffective counseling. According to Marlon, he wasn't competent to make decisions on his own during his trial. During the penalty phase, Marlon refused to allow his public defender to present any mitigating evidence, such as information about his mental health, something that could have helped him to avoid the death penalty. He has since claimed that this decision showed the lack of competence. He also asserted that the prosecution rejected potential jurors based on race. He was denied a new trial. On May 2009, the Tennessee Supreme Court upholds Marlin's death sentence and sets an execution date for the following year. Just before his execution, his lawyers file a petition and it is delayed, believing that a fresh look at the physical evidence could show that Marlin did not, in fact, shoot Deputy Bond. And in October of 2010, a judge ruled that Marlin's lawyers can review all of the evidence from the decades-old case. He has since created a website where he asserts his innocence, as well as relaying what he believed happened on that day in September. According to Marlin, his roommate, the one who testified against him during his trial, discovered that Deputy Bond was having an affair with his wife. Tina Chatton. He goes on to claim that James Chatton, on several occasions, expressed that he was going to kill the cop his wife was seeing, and that's exactly what he did on September 6, 2001. Marlin, at the time, had a pending police brutality lawsuit against the Chattanooga Police Department from 1998, and it was scheduled to be heard on September 17th. It was with this knowledge and his anger that Marlon kicked him out of his house that James went to the police and pointed the finger at his friend. According to Marlon, he had a meeting scheduled with his attorney about the lawsuit and that Chatton was an admitted crack cocaine and methamphetamine user and a dealer, which is the reason Marlon asked Chatton to move out. 
He even goes as far as to say that Chatton and another deputy had an up-and-coming drug enterprise where the officer would confiscate drugs from individuals and Chatton would then sell it. He also posed this question to those reading his website. Why would he spend $8,000 of his own for his civil lawsuit against the city of Chattanooga and three of its officers just to kill a deputy who had nothing to do with his case? So, what do you think? Is Marlon Duane Kaiser just another murderer claiming a false innocence? Or has he been in prison for almost 20 years for a crime that his roommate pinned on him? Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on September 7th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.